Scott and Paul show for June 3rd, 2019. Scott. I hope things are going better for you than Nintendo. Because, hey, look, they're doing stuff from, oh, Xbox 360 era, which involves online, and they still can't do it. Uh, you can't play Mario Maker with your friends online. You can just play with random people online. That's pretty freaking stupid. It's randos. That's the way to play online. Well, I mean, you would have to put in 24-bit encryption. <laughs> ah, Nintendo. Nintendo. Well... Let's see. This is according to Eurogamer. I guess what happened, there was a round of preview events for the games, and a spokesperson told Nintendo World Report that you were limited to online play with randoms to ensure course leaderboards were not dominated by teams working meticulously together. Now, that is just... A fun way to play with your friends. Of course, there's still a couch co-op, but Scott, Scott, now you are the one who always talks about couch co-op being the most optimum way to play the game. So they're making your life fun. Scott, this is for you. You don't care about online. You care about couch co-op. Well, now that I don't have it, I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not everybody has kids. That's the thing. Why? Oh, they're doing this for me? Yeah. You know, so now you I mean, and I can play? It just doesn't make sense that you would have... This is Nintendo. A company it makes perfect that, sense. I mean, I guess it does for Nintendo. But, I mean, come on. We're always three generations behind. I mean... Uh, this, is, this is like the game for... for to have that feature and to be stuck with just randoms and if it's going to be rated like i mean i don't know if they're doing it exactly the same as the first one but if your course score stars or whatever it was that you got when people gave you kudos or whatever if it works like that you can still cheat that system really well because you would just give out your course id to your friends and have them enter it and then like it yep i mean that's my thoughts, but I might be missing something on the features for the game, but uh, yeah, I'm just not. Well, this, when does this game come out? June or November or something like that? Uh, this week, I think. This week? Is it this week? I think so. I'll look it up. <clears throat> Secondly, fans are upset at the sequel's lack of amiibo support. And with this, the removal of mystery mushroom characters? Apart from having something else to do with those Nintendo figurines gathering dust in yourself, the fact that they helped unlock extra spike characters in-game was actually useful. So, um, they do have time to patch this in. I And they may, but I mean, you seriously, you have the freaking sprites already. Don't even have to make new ones. Just include all the ones that came with the original, barring 
if there was a licensing issue with one or two of them. But all the ones that Nintendo strictly owns, they should be able to put into this game. And, I mean, they already have the freaking files. I mean, it's just stupid. Um, and, you know, then you have your courses that people did themes on. And you had that sprite that was a really cool feature. I'm just, I think it's pretty lame. Uh, they have till June 28th to get this out. And I really think these are two big issues that really uh, kind of put a downer on all the awesome new features the game has. Well, the Amiibo support, you can always patch in later. Yeah, and hopefully they do. And you can always put out some new Amiibos to go along with it. But you really screwed up with the online. Yeah. Especially since you're touting so much your Nintendo Online. Yeah, it's going to become a cornerstone of their their money. <laughs> I mean, it, it's bound to. Online, paid online, people's used to it. They're going to pay for it. They go for, offer a good price. So surely they're not taking a loss on it. Um, but, I mean, there's already an infrastructure in place to where you can play online with your friends. I mean, come on. No, you can't. I mean, Obviously the infrastructure's there. It's just someone isn't checking a box to let you do it. You know, someone hasn't flipped the right ones and zeros, which is just absolute insanity. But this is this is the thing that you can sit there and say, well, this is a, a Japanese thing. No, because Sony does it right. Sony knows what they're doing. How can Sony get it right and Nintendo get it so wrong? I don't know. They, one of these days, somebody will make a good decision that for online with Nintendo. It's just... I just think it's crazy. Again, you know me. I'm about that couch co-op, but... Yeah. I mean, I'm not the only one with a Nintendo Switch either. I wonder how bad Avengers is going to be. Marvel Ultimate uh, Alliance. Do you think they'll get that one right? I mean, so far, the other two games, they got it right. You can play online with your friends. Since that's Team Ninja, maybe they'll get it right. Because it's not a Nintendo game. It's a third-party game produced well, by Nintendo. Yeah, but Nintendo's probably like, hey, you can't use friends list. Yeah, and unless you put in like a 25-digit code. Since you don't have friends list, right? When did they fix yeah. that? Yeah, you have a friends list. <clears throat> Speaking of Avengers, Square Enix, I think they are taking Sony's spot from E3. Yeah, June 10th, that's what? Sunday or Monday night? June 10th at 6 p.m. Pacific is where you will be able to see the world pre-mill or reveal or whatever. The Avengers. They're a new game. What are they calling it? Reveal. Worldwide reveal. Yeah. I bet we will not see gameplay trailer. No, it'll be um, a CGI trailer. Yep. Bet my ass on it. 
And then six months from now, you'll probably see gameplay trailer. Yeah, I mean, Square Enix usually makes good games, so... Yeah, they did the Tomb Raider reboot. It's not Square Enix, well, it's Square Enix, but it's Crystal Dynamics, Idols Montreal, so they did the Tomb Raider reboot. That's why they didn't do the last Tomb Raider game. They did the first two, then they got taken off that game, and they started working on the Avengers game. So what type of game do you want this to be? You want um, you want it to be like a Tomb Raider type game? Yeah, Tomb Raider, Devil May Cry, something like that would be interesting. So, if oh yeah, I mean, I would like to see something with large levels to explore. Big you know. set pieces. So you want it to be a Uncharted type game? Like yeah, that game. would be yeah. different. I mean, I guess they did that Wolverine game was kind of like that, but kind of. Yeah, that was the same team that did the first Ultimate Alliance. Um. I wonder what else Square Enix is going to do. Because really, <laughs> they only have Final Fantasy VII and uh, Avengers. So that will take up about 20 minutes probably. What else they got this year? Um, they do just dance. Square Enix. Yeah. No, that's um, that's Activision, isn't it? I haven't played one of those in a long time. Mm. <laughs> well. We know at least two games are due this year. Cross gate film. Anyway, we have one more. I know they're going to talk about a little bit more at E3. The big show at E3 this year will be. Xbox and they let it well didn't really let it slip but they made the announcement on Twitter Xbox Game Pass for PC well it's a second tier 100 plus games for PC it's the same same gimmick. You can either buy a Game Pass for PC or you can buy it for Xbox. You gotta pay for both. Unless you have 
according to one article I read, the uh, what is it, Ultimate? You buy that gimmick? Yeah. And then you get both. That's like $15 a month. You get gold, and then you get Game Pass for PC and... Yeah. I think it's a pretty good idea. I mean, it's it's just another competitor in the market for games as a service, since that's where everything is going to go, unfortunately. The one thing that they were talking about in here is not just being for the Windows Store, actually other services, meaning games on Steam. Talked about games from Bethesda, Deep Silver, Revolver, Sega, etc. So, could be fun. Well, what they should do is they should fund Half-Life 3. <laughs> and then make it timed exclusive to their service. They were all good to go. Yeah, but that game's never coming out, Scott. It's out. never happening. Shut up. I don't believe you. <laughs> It'll never happen. Uh, why? But yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a really good deal if you're strictly a PC gamer. I wonder how big the PC gaming market really is. What is their market share? I don't know. They, according to this, they said, We know millions of PC gamers trust Steam as a great source to buy PC games, and we've heard the feedback that PC gamers would like choice. We also know that there are other stores on PC. We are working to enable more choice in which stores you can find our Xbox Game Studio titles in the future. They just want to go everywhere. So, it's good news for Game Pass. If you like Game Pass. The problem with Game Pass is you start a game and then two months later it's gone. That's why I don't really like Game Pass. Yeah. Game Pass, I've... I think I tried a free trial and I don't know if we played the first game. Uh, no, because I your... I think my son played something. Your son downloaded like 18 games and killed your... <laughs> you're, oh yeah, you're, that's your bandwidth. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah, and you said that's yeah. it. We're canceling. Yeah, screw that. He'll change his games like he changes underwear about three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I like I said, if I live someplace different, Game Pass might be an option. But well, no, it suddenly was like it was in Charleston. Suddenly in Charleston, you have unlimited. Bandwidth. Right, yeah. But they decided in the poor spot in Huntington, but in West Virginia, they're going to cap you. Makes no sense. Should be illegal. Yeah. I mean, with the size of streaming movies and everything else, it doesn't take long to burn 250 gigs up or whatever it is. I think it's 250. I've already burned through 250 gigs this month. Oh. Uh, Pokemon. They had a little. They had a bunch of announcements, but the only one that really matters to us is Detective Pikachu. Pokemon Company said 
Announcement number one. Can't wait for can't wait to keep sleuthing with Detective Pikachu. Plans are underway to bring this crime solving Pikachu to Nintendo Switch. The details of this game are still a mystery, so keep checking back for more clues. Um doesn't say much. So does this mean they're actually porting Detective Pikachu or is it a sequel? Or are they doing both? Um, I think it's probably going to be a port. Why didn't they just port the game at the same time the movie was coming out? Mm. Would have made sense. Oh, wait. Probably because they, they, they probably delayed it so they can make sure you can have some sort of interaction with your friends list. No, yeah. That's pretty tongue-in-cheek sarcasm there. Just saying. Oh. Um, I did not put it in the dock, but did you get a chance to go over the... I did send it to you on Twitter a while ago. Ooh. I went on Twitter sabbatical. Let me look. <laughs> Till just the other day. Yeah. It was the video... From the shareholders meeting of the PlayStation, of the Spider-Man running on the new hardware, PS5. Uh, I don't know what you sent it on. I'm looking. I do not see. It would have been on your Twitter, 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 Twitter. I think I sent it on your. A direct message, Scott yeah. Paul. Yeah, I don't see anything like that. Yeah, it's it's in there. Check your direct message, Scott V. Paul. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I see something. Okay, this fifty-six second one. Yeah. Oh. I was looking for the word Spider-Man. Yeah. And they also sent the um, watch official and what is an official about their P- PlayStation 5. One of the things in there, what's the critical role of the PlayStation 4? Will remain the engine of engagement and profitability for the next three years will provide the fertile early adopter gamer base critical for the next gen success outstanding roster of exclusive triple A titles still to come so PlayStation 4 is still the base model for the next three years well that was certainly an amazing video yeah you like that that point eight three seconds or whatever the fuck it was. Wow. Yeah. As a sweet ass SSD. Yeah, pretty much. That's ballin'. Eight seconds. Now, well, is that also the video where they speed through? Yes. The city. Yes. Yeah. 
PlayStation Pro can't keep up, but that one just speeds right through. Yeah. Yeah. But that's current gen. So I wonder what the new gen would look like. Of course, what the gen we have now can't do that shit. So, what do you think, Scott? It must have a sale processor. Yeah. Current. Has to. So we've still got PlayStation 4 for the next three years. So they're not going to pull a Xbox an Xbox 360 thing and just kill it. You can't, right? Because you're going to have 100 million consoles out there. Well, yeah. I mean, you have that many users. That's that many people to freaking access your online stores and buy games. That's freaking... Like, I think it's cool that... Okay. What, what's release date? Or release time frame for PS5? They said next year, but it will not be early next year because it's not going to be in fiscal 2019. So Yeah, so you'd have a couple years with PlayStation 3, or PlayStation 4. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a lot of customers, you know. It'll take them a few years to get to that user base if they can even get to the same user base. So, yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, I'm not a guy running the business, but, I mean, it would be hard. What are they, 80, 90 million PlayStation 4s? Something uh, like that? About 95 million, something like that. Yeah, they're going to sell 100 million plus of those. So, yeah, definitely. I mean... Damn, that's a lot of consoles. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's interesting they're having the PS5, but they're making a move to keep the PS4 more relevant than the past consoles have. So, Especially with backward capability. So, uh, they talk- yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, they talked about... If you click on that second link, it'll open up the dock. Yeah, I just read through it. Yeah. PlayStation Now... Um, this is what they're going to do with Microsoft because with the servers that they're using with them. Because right now they're stuck with 720p for the streaming. So they want is support for 1080p and beyond with what the hell is Microsoft's streaming called? Not Azure, but their Xbox what do they call it, their streaming brand? Um, X, XCloud? Yes. Yeah, it's supposed to be... They're supposed to be able to do 4K, aren't they? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, support 1080p and beyond. Improve quality of content. Maximize off-console opportunity. Leverage existing capacity. And strengthen marketing support. So, and well, now, right now they have over seven hundred thousand users, which surprises me. I didn't know that. Uh, they have over they have seven hundred and eighty games, and their long term goal is they can have up to five million 
is what they want, I guess, at one time. You definitely need better games on there. Newer games, like Xbox Game Pass. That's yeah. their downfall. That, and they don't have as many games that you can actually download. I think that's what they were talking about. And you sure as hell can't stream PlayStation 5 games on there. And you can't stream 4K games. 1080p would be fine, but you're still stuck streaming 720p. I was playing Ninja Gaiden Z, and I mean, it looks that game looks fine at 720p, but there's other games that mm, it doesn't look so good at 720p. That's just because it was a PlayStation 3 game. I just hope they have a few new IPs with a few new ideas. Well, this I didn't put this in the list because I forgot. Uh, Norman Reedus, his new game's coming out this year. That was a shock. We were wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I I saw the headline for that one. I think, I think there's a trailer out, isn't there? <laughs> there's a nine-minute trailer. Well, I'll talk about that next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I. that's definitely a game that's on my radar to keep an eye on. Well, I mean, so. I, I looked at us. I saw nine minutes. I skipped ahead five minutes, and I saw him walking, and I said, I'm done. He's walking more. So, I am interested in Ghost of Tsushima. That's about the only new IP they have that I actually have a vague interest in. Until Horizon Zero Dawn comes out, I'll probably have to get PlayStation 5 for that. Then again, they said PlayStation 4 would be around for three years, so we'll see. Okay, on to films, unless there's something else going on in games that you need to talk about. Mm. No, I can't think of anything. Okay, I'm going to talk about the one that you're highlighting on later so you can do a review on the film. You remember the good old days when there was Cobra, but not Joe versus Cobra? Talking about Sylvester Stallone Cobra. Some Brigitte Nielsen. Well, <clears throat> apparently Stallone was talking at a press junket at the Cannes Film Festival. And he was asked by an audience about the film and his recollection. And he said, quote... Um, it should have been another franchise because that character was so cool and I blew it. My personal life got in the way. But we're trying to bring it back as a streaming TV service, bring out the zombie squad. I'm long gone, but that idea is really good. So I guess he'll be in like some type of producer type role, but he will not be starring in it. So what do you think? You down for a Cobra TV series? Oh, yeah, sure I am. But it's like one of those things like... I mean, Cobra's a cool movie and all, but... 
it had its time and it was short. <laughs> I mean, I don't see him being able to hang back on nostalgia for this, but I mean, the concept is still cool. As long as they don't try, I think I think this would be one of those cases where possibly if they tried to ride the nostalgia wave, it might bite them because, I mean, it's one of his lesser lesser known good movies. So, with a cool ass car, oh my god! But I mean, I'm game for it if Stallone's writing it or producing. If he's involved in the creative side of it, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Stallone's almost always gold. Yep. And Scott, there's a trailer for Dark Crystal. This is going to be a 10 episode prequel for Netflix. What do you think of that one? I think it looked pretty cool. Are was that just CGI made to look like practical effects or was that practical effects? Yeah. Uh... It's clearly a blend. It's it's Jim. It's both. There's Jim Henson Workshop and CGI. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many properties are using the word resistance in the past year, but it's really kind of getting old. Um, But, I mean, it looks like it's going to have action. There were soldiers. It's got some Tolkien-esque vibe to it. Um, I just watched it with my kids. The original, I don't know, two months ago maybe. They had never seen it before. So, I mean, to me, watching it now, like, I don't remember what they're called. Jen and whatever. They're creepy-ass little creatures. I'm sorry, they just look creepy as shit. (laughs) They look like the product of incest. (laughs) But, I mean, I, I like the property, and I'm excited to see it. And the only other Netflix original I've watched is the Cobra Kai, and I love it, so I'm willing to give it a shot. And I thought the trailer looked pretty good. And um, go ahead and click on the link, Scott. Matt Reeves pretty much confirms that Robert Patterson is Batman. Well, fuck you, Warner Brothers. Yeah. He uh, put out a Twitter link um, today, and it was just a gif of Robert Patterson, and he had a bunch of bats on there. So either he's trolling everybody, or that's him confirming it's going to be twi- uh, Twilight fucker. So. Yep. Well. Uh, I'm done. But- I mean, there's a lot of people saying he's done these, like, independent films. And I've seen that I've seen that on Twitter. You know, like, you guys don't really know what he does. You're just thinking of Twilight. Like, he was in one of the Harry Potters, and he was actually pretty good. But it's just, I don't have high hopes. I'll say that. I mean, Ben Affleck, my initial response was like, shit. And then, you know, after a couple weeks, I was like, well, I like some of the stuff with Affleck's stuff. Maybe he can pull it off. And he ended up pulling it off. So It was just a bad script. Light, yeah, exactly. Lightning may not strike twice. Lightning only strikes twice for WB when it comes to poor script writing. 
in poor direction. I mean, everybody gave Michael Keaton bullshit. Like, he's fucking Mr. Mom. How the hell can he be Batman? Because he's fucking yeah. Michael Keaton, that's why. Yeah, so maybe Robert Pattinson will be good. We can hope. And everybody gave Heath Ledger crap because, you know, the gay cowboys playing the Joker. Well, I, I thought I thought that had potential when I first heard that one. I just had my fingers crossed for Mark Hamill. That yeah. was my only problem with that one. But the Ledger really worked out. Fuck. Anyway, let's go to something that should be good. Rambo, Last Blood. What do you think? I'm always game for another Rambo movie. Um, I like one, two, and four. Three is just okay. So, uh, yeah, Afghanistan was a little bit overdone. Yeah. I mean, it had great moments. It just wasn't as good as the rest of them. Um, It's Rambo on his ranch. Defending himself, I was going badly for some people. That seems like it'd be a little bit more in the vein of the original Rambo, then. So, I'm uh, I'm excited for it because again, Stallone is just he's gold nine out of ten times. Yeah. I mean, almost all of his movies are good, and everything he writes is good. So. Yeah. It's it's freaking John Rambo fighting a cartel or something. Let's do this. I mean, it is just another Rambo movie, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just another Rambo movie. I mean, just another Rambo movie in the vein of 2, 3, and 4, because part 1 is legit good cinema, not just a good action movie. Based off a book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um... Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is in the works. Star Wars Celebration in April, so we're a little bit behind on this, but we're catching up. Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy told MTV News, Yes, we are developing something to look at. After being asked about KOTOR right now, I have no idea where things might fall. Well, that... She has the same concept about the KOTOR films as she does the sequel trilogy. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not allowed to say anything. We do not comment on rumors and speculation. Yeah. Well, on the bright side, with a KOTOR film, it's pretty likely it'll be inspired by KOTOR, and it'll be... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming... It'll be all new characters, and it won't be anything where people's going to be like, God damn it, they took something established and totally flipped it on its head and didn't do a good job flipping it. Yes. However, um, BuzzFeed has learned that... I'm not even going to try to say this woman's name, but she is close to finishing the first script of a potential KOTOR trilogy, according to three sources. So, Caligritus? Lay at the Caligritus. It's as close yeah. as I can get. Yeah. <clears throat> and another thing is, if they if they do go with like the Darth Revan kind of stuff, um, I'm not going to cry if they change that because that was the video game. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. Could be fun, but. 
then again, I forgot who it was. Was it Kathleen Kennedy? I think it was her. She actually came out and admitted. We totally fucked up doing too many Star Wars films a year. We tried two films a year. That did not work. Yeah, it so, might have been her or Bob Iger. I can't remember which. I think it was I think it was Kathleen Kennedy. I think it was just on MTV News when she said, We tried that, didn't work, we're gonna take a step back. Well, I still have my thoughts on that. That people were butthurt over Last Jedi and that's why Solo failed. I don't think it was too much because Star Wars for 40 years has never been too much. Oh, it's because you do one film every three years and then it works. But Marvel's able to put out three years and it's fine. So, yeah. Um, but you don't the Marvel, fuck everything up. Yeah, Marvel. I mean, last, I mean, at, I like all but Last Jedi. Uh, you know, they've got four movies come out. And I really liked three of them. It's just, and I went and saw Solo, and I enjoyed Solo. I think Solo is a pretty good movie um, overall. No, it's not fucking Harrison Ford, but you know what? Nobody's Harrison Ford except Harrison Ford, so get the hell over that. Um, I, I just think that, I just think people were disappointed with Last Jedi. I just had had huh. Solo come out in December. And not in competition with Infinity War, and there been a little bit more time to get away from Last Jedi, I think it would have done better money. Um, but I, I mean, Infinity War was still kicking ass, so that's the probably the biggest reason. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I wish JJ would this done all three films. Well, yeah, you would have continuity of of vision, <laughs> not what we got. There's zero <laughs> continuity of vision. There's, there's lightsabers in both movies. There's your continuity. Or continuity, however the hell Con- you say it. Uh, yeah, continuity, but continuity. S- still, um, Peron Johnson's a shitty filmmaker. I don't yep. like J.J. either, but still, he's what, fucking better. And see, I, I don't mind him. I mean, I don't like some of his stuff, and I do like some of his stuff. And again, just like the old George said, it was it's a very good retro film, which is his way of saying, that's a really good copy of what I already made. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I mean, it's a good homage. Thank you, I appreciate. You know, it. I think Force Awakens is is pretty good, um, and I think it did a lot of great setting things up, which made me excited for the next movie. And then basically, the majority of that doesn't get addressed in any manner whatsoever. So. Oh, not in the sequel? No. No, there's no. There, I don't know what the growth is in the series. That's the problem. There I mean, was none. There was there was none, so from it took every, a huge step back. From everything I heard, there was none. It was just well. I, th- I really think there's some tongue in cheek attacks on. I don't know if they really meant to be attacks, but like the the line where Luke says, "Well, what do you expect me to do? Get a laser sword and run off and fight the whole empire?" Well, yeah, that's exactly what people expected, <laughs> <laughs> and and I get that he wanted to be subversive about that. But, I mean, he could have went and fought somebody in person. You know, I mean, everybody expected Luke to grow to these insane power levels, which I think making him like the guy from the Force Unleashed games would have been kind of ridiculous. But, you know, that's not to say as 
part of a larger force, he couldn't have done something or have a, a mission like Surgical Strike Team or, I don't know, just some let him be Yoda. We're already ripping off Empire Strikes Back and Re- Return of the Jedi in one fell swoop. Just freaking let him be Yoda. But, but no, no, he was. You he had was, to have a 30 minute casino film about you know, haves and have nots. Yeah. For pointless. Which would be fine if it love story. drove the overall story at all. It didn't. And then the girl died anyway, didn't she? No, she I, doesn't die. Oh, she didn't? No. She should have because she was pointless. I uh, love Rose Tico, you. The, yeah. I love you. Oh, no. I know you, you can't for dislike the character without hating you. the actor now. Oh. Don't get crazy, Paul. Sorry. Well, dude, can't, she... You can't. Someone can't have a bad character written for him. But yeah, I digress. Uh, well, I hate both characters because they're new Star Wars characters. <laughs> Finn hasn't really done much. He hasn't I mean, grown, has he? He didn't do anything in the last movie except run around the casino planet, really. And then the one time he could have had some sort of effect on the story, that was to have some possibly one of the worst delivered lines in the entire saga. <laughs> and the cheesiest fucking line in the entire saga. To save what we love. Or wait a minute. To destroy what we hate, we gotta save what we love or something. I don't know. It was just terrible. It was terrible. But anyways... There's enough bitch about Last Jedi. I could bitch about that all night. Yeah. I'm just mad about space wizards, apparently. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm all for being subversive, but answer the questions set up in the previous film. That's kind of wasted the entire previous film. Did he even opinion. read the damn script before he, he worked on the I don't second. know if he ever even saw well, Force Awakens. He should have at least had the script before he started working on his film. I think he watched the part at the end where Luke Skywalker gets the lightsaber from Rey, and that was it. He's, yeah, he may have, he may yeah. have known how it ended. I think the art team kept some sort of continuity somewhere, and that was about it. But what the hell were we talking about? Kotor. Co- uh, we were talking about Kotor, and then I was going to bring up a point about we'll see how bad Marvel fucks it up because they got rid of three of their top characters so we'll see if they don't have a Ryan Johnson fallout. Oh, uh, I mean I don't think as long they as they will. replace if they if they go to the great wide breadth of characters that Marvel has and pick some interesting characters or do something interesting with them, awesome. Well, the, you know. well they can bring in the X-Men. But I'm probably not going to pay, pay tickets to watch Squirrel Girl. I'm just saying. It's oh, the happening. unbeatable score girl! Come on, not happening. Well, when they first brought her in, she was not as bad as she is now. Yeah, I tried leafing through a few issues off and on because I heard all the hype, and I'm just like, this. Well, the the way she the art alone turns me off. That's that's the way she's drawn now. The way when she was first brought in, she didn't look that way. Yeah, she so, looks. Fucking atrocious. Yeah, she wasn't all buck tooth and crap. She just looked like a normal chick. And she just wore like an attachment tail. She just looked like a cosplayer, really. She was like a she was a babysitter for the um Oh crap, Nick Cage not Nick Cage. Um Jessica Jones. Her and yeah. um, Luke Cage. 
That's what she was doing. It was during uh, Civil War. That's when she was brought in. First time I saw her. And she was just a normal looking chick. She just happened to be able to have uh, talk to squirrels. And she had a tail. <sighs> but she, uh, came off in the shower. And I remember they talking to her about that. They're like, well, doesn't your tail get wet? No, it comes off. It's kind of creepy and weird. <laughs> I think she made it. That's 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 what how it worked. I want to see She-Hulk. That's what I want to see. Yeah, they relaunched that. She was able to control her powers to the point to where she was. Um, she wasn't green, so she looked normal. And give me some CGI and give me Conan. Yeah. I want... Who owns the film rights I to want, Conan? I want King Conan. Are we ever going to get that before Schwarzenegger gets 90? Uh, probably not. If we ever get it. I'd like... There was something... That stupid Jason Momoa film isn't going to cut it for me. No. I didn't really care for that. Um, I still want to see Aquaman, though. Why do I... Why is there... It's like on the tip of my tongue there was something... About King Conan. Did we talk about Terminator 4 on here last week? Or Terminator. You mean the new one? The new one, not 4 or whatever the name of it is. Dark Fate. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if we did. The trailer looks Let's talk both about good it, and bad. So, apparently, no, we're not allowed to talk about any other Terminator films because they don't exist. This is the true the third right. He wiped them all out. I'd have kept three just because of that kick ass ending. Three was badass. I'm sorry. Three and was And she was a good Terminator too. Yeah. Three was three was, was a couple steps behind too. I think it was a good movie. It just wasn't what I think it was too light. I think if it had been a little bit more darkness. It had a little bit too was that the one that had talks to the hand? Yeah, talk to the hand and the Elton John sunglasses was kind of. Yeah. That was the try hard, way too much try hard. Yeah. And I don't know. I like talk to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Terminator would. I don't think a Terminator would put on Elton John glasses, but I think he would definitely go literal like that. Yeah. So. Your clothes, give them to me. Talk to the hand. <laughs> ah! Give me your clothes now. I mean, fuck yeah. I'm sorry, that movie was pretty good. Three was good. Was it I think two, the but biggest it... problem with it, and I, it's not that I don't like the guy, I can't remember what the hell his name is, Nick Stahl, yeah. just wasn't really a fit for the John Connor role. Who's John Connor in this one? Is he even fucking in it? He should be. He's... Did they kill him off? No, this is about... Uh... I think all the leads that's not villains are female. There is no John Connor. Hmm. So, this is in the future, right? I'm not aware of what the actual time frame is. Let's see if we can find a little synopsis here. I'm going to go watch it just to freaking punish myself. <laughs> but, um, let's see. Let's see. Terminator let's see. Dark Fate, right? Yeah, Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, um, 
27 years after the event of Terminator 2, a new modified liquid metal Terminator is sent from the future by Scannet. It's 27 years after Terminator 2. He is not in this movie. So when did Terminator 2 end? 92? 91? Took place in 97, right? No, it was 92. That's when uh, Use Your Illusion came out. I mean, the movie was released in 91. The story takes place in 97. There's actually a big issue with what year that actually takes place in this continuity. But anyways... I thought it actually took place in 1992. Oh, well. Maybe it does. Because doesn't he type in... My tapes in his birth date, but I thought it took place in 1992. Yeah, sounds great. Anyways, the um, John Connor is not in the movie, but it it will be a continuation of John Connor. This is from James Cameron. Um, explaining that we'll be continuing John Connor's story from T2 Judgment Day, for which Dark Fate plays as a direct sequel, which we know that. Uh, yeah, they have not. The last John Connor or was just terrible. Um, yeah, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, teaming up with a female cyborg sent to protect a young woman named Danny Ramos, played by Natalia Reyes. So this is just in 2019. So this takes place right now. So yeah, I'm saying that took place 1992, so it's 27 years. This takes place right now. What's Tim Miller directed? Deadpool. Well. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, the trailer's good and bad. It's got some cool stuff, it's got some stuff I'm just like, man, this looks uninspired at times. But... But yeah, Terminator Genesis wasn't very good. I like Salvation. I mean, it's not great. It's R-rated, it's grim, it's gritty, it's fast, it's tense, it's very linear, and the story takes place in 36 hours. It's not this kind of grandiose, complex story. It's just very focused on the characters. It's very now, it's very present. It's just this fast, white-knuckle ride. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean... And the Arnold Terminator that's in it plays a very different role than what we've seen before. So. I just think the T-1000 looks extremely bland. He's got a cool power, but or ability, but he looks well, extremely bland. He looks like a really angry Mormon dude. Well, he has to fit in to today's society. He has to be your neighbor. I'm not even going to get started on that. <laughs> he has to fit in today. <laughs> where's his gauges where's his tattoos <laughs> yeah yeah I mean yeah Tim Miller I mean he did alright John Connor I mean, or not John Connor James I'm, Cameron's I'm producing su- I'm sure this takes place in like Los Angeles or somewhere so he's Silicon Valley so that's what he's gonna look like yeah I'm 
I'm kind of patiently or cautiously. I'm not gonna say I'm optimistic. Let me rephrase this. I'm trying to think how what I want to say. Maybe it'll be all right. Tim Miller and James Cameron being involved. According to Wikipedia, Terminator 2 took place in 1995. Well... But they're wrong. I see. The movie came out in 1991. There is a huge, huge fanboy debate about the timeline of Terminator 2 because of John Connor's birthday. Because how old was Edward Furlong when he played... What's the space? And I think that's where I got the 1997 thing from. Uh, from... All right, we're going into fanboy territory because now it's driving me crazy because you had to bring it back up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Web. T2 Judgment Day. Oh, this is getting to be a very nerdy podcast today. That's all right. We can we can do this. <laughs> you should have been there the day that me and a coworker came up with a timeline flow chart on a marker board. <laughs> um, we had everything going on that day. We spent about eight hours debating how this works, and we found a way <laughs> to make all the movies work together. So, Cameron, if you're if you're listening, give me a call. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, you say Wikipedia says it takes place in 1995? Yeah. Maybe it was... Oh, I know. Okay. Judgment Day allegedly happens on August 29th, 1997. That's where I was getting the 1997 from. Mm-hmm. But there's still a, an issue with the continuity of this and it might be involving T3 in 1995 John Connor is living in Los Angeles with his foster parents nuclear holocaust judgment day on August 29th 1997 oh damn you phone John Connor age is now driving me up the wall to remember what this argument was. Edward Furlong, the 10 year old son of Sarah. So he was supposed to have been 10 years old at that time. And he definitely wasn't 10 years old. He was like 14 when he played that character. Alright. So here's the argument John Connor was 10 year old years old at the time Terminator 2 takes place. Um, the movie this, 1984 is when they did um, Terminator 1, wasn't it? 1984, yeah. Um, so he's 10 going on 11. So we hear this exchange in Terminator 3 between Kate Brewster and John. You're John Connor. I'm Kate Brewster. We went to West Hills Junior High together and John says Jesus and she says what happened to you, John? Middle of eighth grade, you just disappeared, and there was a thing about your foster parents. So in the U.S., eighth grade students are almost always between 12 and 14. Um, 
this is that's the that's the issue was the line of dialogue just kind of screwed it up a little bit okay turn three got it wrong so somebody happened somebody just didn't check it yes but now I'm not on the right page but I'm trying to think of what website it was in years past there's this is actually a pretty big debate on the one I'm looking at right now I'm just not gonna go through all of it but there was a um, I don't know, it might have been Space Battles or some one of those websites years ago. That there was a huge, like, dozens of pages argument about how this, about the age. And he, there's other evidence, so, but I'm not getting into all that. We don't have time for that. So are they saying he was held back? Or he was moved forward? He might have been moved forward. He's a pretty smart kid. He could have, that could have happened. Yeah, T3 directly contradicts T2's ages. Um, Sarah being born in 1959 makes her 25 in the first film whereas she was like 19 but it makes more sense that she looked 25 um, T2's ages also contradict T1 somehow but I'm not going to dig through this this is actually a pretty big thread he's a fucking cyborg yeah And John also mentioned in his opening monologue that he was 13 when the machines tried to kill him. So case closed, no early education or irreconciliation with the plots can really be made. It was a really strange error that I'm shocked they missed. He was 10 in T2, and then they claimed he was 13 during the same events in Terminator 3. Yeah, it's just it's just a bad shot of dialogue. But there is there is a side that's like clinging to this as some sort of huge, huge thing. So there you go, everybody. Terminator 3 fucked up the Connors ages and fucked up the sunglasses the Terminator tried on. <laughs> the yeah. talk to the hand was fucking awesome. You didn't have somebody doing continuity check. That was the problem. Yeah, they somebody missed that. Or didn't even bother. So yeah. I knew there was something in the fog of my memory about that age thing. Yeah, so that's what WWE doesn't have. They don't have somebody going in there and doing continuity checks every week to make sure that, wait a minute, wait a minute, Vince, this doesn't make sense because three weeks ago we, God damn it, pal, I don't fucking care. Just go out there and do it. <laughs> yeah. But our fans remember this shit. It doesn't make sense to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, believe me, the, the, the age discrepancy is across several message boards over the years I've stumbled across it. I even like set I remember one time sitting and reading all the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it had to do with me and that guy on the marker board might have been something something come up because I think he might have even been the one to bring it up. Like, wait a minute, didn't he say he was thirteen or something like that? And I'm like, oh wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. So the casual fans have caught it too. Yeah, but you can also always say the fact that He's trying to remember back 40 years how old he was when he was attacked. And he has a traumatic childhood, and he's been yeah, in he's war. Yeah, probably drank a whole lot. He's been shot at, stabbed, probably had 18 concussions. How old was I? Whatever. Yeah, he probably has. Yeah. So it, it probably mean, all runs together, the ages. 
Yeah, I mean, he had open-heart surgery in post-apocalyptic Earth, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I wonder where they got the, the transplant rejection medication yeah. to keep him kicking after salvation. Well, one last piece of news. Um, early licensing art reveals the tagline for Godzilla vs. Kong. And it's stupid. One will fall. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. That's cool picture, dumb tagline. Yeah. So, um, you can go and take a look at it. It's uh, got some pictures. Um, eh. The, um, it's what it says here. In the time when monsters walk the earth, humanity's fight for its future sets Godzilla and Kong on a collision course that will see the two most powerful forces of nature on the planet collide in a spectacular battle for the ages. As Monarch embarks on a perilous mission into uncharted terrain and unearths clues to the Titan's origin, a human conspiracy threatens to wipe the creatures, both good and bad, from the face of the earth forever. So... Of course, that is unless something um, goes wrong, like they fuck up Sonic again. This will be March thirteenth, twenty twenty. Horrible time. Yeah. Line. Horrible, horrible time. I'm line. pretty excited. I only have to wait less than a year to watch that, though. You only have a year to live, Scott. So. Yep. But. Last piece of business, Scott saw um, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yes, sir. Give us a review. Um, spoiler free. It's, spoiler free. It's the best movie I've seen this year. Um, the visual well, effects were better than Endgame. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was better than Endgame. Mm. Because a rat does not save the universe. <laughs> does not randomly save the universe. I can't believe you called Tony Stark a rat. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's a scroll. So, um, is remaining non-spoiler, I, d- I think like the strong points of the movie was, you know, obviously it's going to be the monster action. Okay. It's definitely, that's what we're here for. Um, it's a Godzilla film through and through. Uh, it does have an allegory, and it has a ga- allegory that's presented in a in a in a good way, I think. Um, God, Godzilla, Jesus, sort of. Um, like Superman Returns. Is it that obvious? It's, it's more like Captain Planet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, but it works, and I mean, it's it's the basic premise. I mean, it. Captain Planet's the best hand I can give you in the non-spoiler review. Okay. We'll do a the, spoiler um, review in a few minutes. Yeah. The visual effects are top-notch. The action sequences are well-directed. Like, they, they're choreographed well, I guess. The fights. Um, there's a lot of Easter eggs, which I got on the internet later and looked. I mean, I caught a couple, but I wasn't really looking for them. I was just trying to watch the movie. Um, most of the performances are pretty good. Um... Contrary to what 
a lot of the critics are saying I don't understand how they don't see the character development in three of the principal characters. Uh, the villain doesn't really have any sort of development, but I mean, so that kind of the one villain doesn't. Who's the villain? But, well, I mean, is it the villain? It's King Ghidra, but there's yeah. another character that's driving that, and there's a really good twist. There is, you know, I feel like the characters' actions were serve the story rather than. I mean, it, it just fits to me. I found it to be a simple story, but I found it to be an easy to follow story. And I did read some reviews afterwards, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know how much attention they paid to the movie. Um, as far as the score is absolutely amazing, and there is a moment with the score and the action and everything else uh, that absolutely just made the hair stand up on my neck and my arms. It was they, they really hit a fanboy moment then, and you know, I mean, I there wasn't much that I didn't like about it. There was one supporting character that I think they could have done without, and he was one of those guys that wanted to open his mouth and make cracks at like inopportune moments that didn't really flow with the scene. But only did that like twice, and then they kind of leveled him off, so he wasn't bad the rest of the movie. It's just like his first few lines, I wanted to strangle him. Um, the uh, I just think the human drama that they did have, which wasn't a huge deal, um, like it was in the ATJ, Aaron Tyler Johnson appearance, but it's still important and serves the plot. It doesn't run alongside the film. It, it is a core part of it, and it it definitely it, it's a linchpin, and it, it, it works, in my opinion. Um, negatives, I think the pacing could have been a little better and it does seem like it jumps around a little bit as far as one second they're on one side of the planet and the next second they're on a whole other side but that's my only real complaint you know action wise visual effects plot character development most of the performances i thought were really well done so i mean i i just i thought it was a more complete film plot wise than um, an end game. So I just enjoyed it more. Was Godzilla on screen longer than three minutes? Oh fuck yeah, he was. They okay. they they took everything the critics bitched about last time, flipped it, and then the critics still bitched. So I just like whatever. Critics just don't like monster films. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like Angry Joe, which I haven't watched Angry Joe's review yet. I don't know if I will. Um. But I know he got on Twitter kind of running his mouth about it. And people were like, well, you got a problem there's more monsters? But the last film you complained there wasn't enough monsters. And, you know, I'd have to watch the video, but that's part of his problem. So, But I mean, maybe he could break it down the way where I say, okay, maybe I missed something. But I don't know. I really sat and thought this one through before I really, you know. I spent at least 34 to 35 seconds thinking this through before I made my decision about whether I liked it or not. Just saying. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think next month I'm going to have a realization about it like I did with Endgame. Like, wow, there's some issues with Endgame that are pretty big. So, which I mean, I enjoyed Endgame. It's a good movie. I just, I just, the the only advantage Endgame has is it has such a strong lead up. It really, you know, it'll, you know, there's too much moping around and yeah, all that shit. Endgame could have. The one scene with Ant-Man 
was more than enough. Plus the opening with Black Widow. Those two moments did plenty to sell that, and that would have been beautiful. But just we just kept dragging it out, dragging it out. Which, you know, Godzilla, like I said, the pacing, just a little bit too dragged out in the first, say, 30 minutes. So... But I mean, once it once it kicks off, it's it's a pretty good roller coaster ride. And if you like big monsters, maybe I'm just weak in the knees for Godzilla. That's just the way it is. I've always liked the character, so yeah. But I've also always liked freaking Iron Man and Thor and all that bunch too. I just think that movie was a little weaker than people are giving it credit for. Yeah, well, it took you a week to come down off of Endgame before you saw the light. So yeah, so that could happen with Godzilla. I just. I'll probably go see it again this next weekend because my nephew hasn't got to see it yet. So yeah, I like to go see it, but I'm not going to leave the house. So um, that's it. Unless there's anything else you want to bring up? Nope, that covered. Okay, well, um, you want to spoil Godzilla, or you just want to wait for a week? Let's wait a week. All right. Start tonight. All right. That's it, people. Next week, Scott will spoil the hell out of Godzilla. And hopefully, maybe, possibly, we can start doing something a little special. So, that's it. Goodbye.